0: Tonight, I'd like to uh, talk about the prophets of the New Testament. And you might be thinking, New Testament prophets? I know lots of Old Testament prophecy was fulfilled in the New Testament, but I didn't know there were New Testament prophets. Or you might have seen them mentioned in the New Testament, but maybe you didn't really give them much thought. So tonight, we're going to discuss New Testament prophets and The word prophet comes from a Greek word, which means to to say before, to tell something before it happens. It also comes from a Hebrew word, which means to boil up like a fountain. Just as we go to a spring to find water boiling up or coming up out of the ground to relieve our thirst, so the prophets were bubbling fountains of God to reveal the truth to the world. A prophet in the Bible, either in the Old Testament or the New Testament, is simply one who speaks the word of God, who tells about things past, present, and future. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 18, we have a discussion of the work of a prophet where God said, I will raise them up, a prophet, from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them, all that I shall command him. Then, he, then in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 5, Paul calls attention to the fact that, the, uh, that in the church, the prophets had the same task. Ephesians 3, 5 reads, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Paul is simply saying, that the New Testament, New Testament message was not made known into the Old Testament prophets, but down here in the New Testament, this truth has been revealed to the apostles and the prophets. These prophets were very closely related to the apostles in their work because Christ selected them and authorized them to teach the truth to his people. And they were there to predict future events. Now we can hardly relate what happens after it is passed, but God selected these men and gave them special power to, produce, to, pre- to predict future events. In Acts chapter 11 verses 27 through 28, we're told that Agabus, a new New Testament prophet, predicted that there was going to be a great drought throughout the whole world and that's comparable to Joseph down there in the land of Egypt when he interpreted Pharaoh's dream about the seven fat cattle and the seven lean ones. We all recall that we have a that we have an account in Acts chapter 21 verses 10 through 11 of Agabus binding Paul as a symbol that he was going to be bound and imprisoned and that he would suffer. He would suffer for the New Testament church. And this shows the first duty of the New Testament prophets is to tell the events of the future as God revealed them. And we're not able to do that today. You know, we may predict future events, but usually we're just guessing. And if we get it right, it's just by chance. These prophets were able to do that only as God revealed the truth to them. And the second duty of the prophets was to reveal the mystery of the counsel of and purposes of God. And you may recall that during the Old Testament period, the prophets did not understand, they did not understand that Christ would die for this world. They prophesied of it, but they didn't understand it. They didn't comprehend it. When Christ came to the earth, they still didn't understand the nature of his kingdom that he had come to establish. And God especially qualified these prophets To reveal this mystery christ selected them either in person or through the apostles in in order that they might make plain the mystery today the gospel is not a mystery but the mystery has been made plain ephesians chapter 3 verse verses 4 and 5 says by which when you read you may understand my knowledge and the mystery of christ which in the other ages was not made known to the sons of men as it is, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. And it was also the duty of these prophets to distinguish between the word of God and the uninspired and false teachings of men. In the age when the church was beginning, there were, there were many, many false teachers. They had debates and discussions, they had different schools of thought and conflicting opinions and Expressed by men of science and if you lived in the days of the Apostles It would have been hard to find the truth in the sense that it is hard to find it now Paul said in one Corinthians 1537 if any man think himself to be a prophet or a spiritual Or a spiritual let him take knowledge that the things that I write unto thee are the commandments of God And John said concerning these prophets in 1st John 2 verse 20 But ye ye have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. It was the duty of these prophets to reveal the meaning of the scriptures. They not only revealed that which was a mystery in the Old Testament, but they also explained the meaning of the New Testament scriptures. And it was the duty of the New Testament prophets to reveal the secrets of the human heart. You know, we're not able to look into a human heart and tell what's there. We can guess at it, but we don't know. We get some idea by the way a man talks and by the way he acts, but we can't be certain. Further, we basically don't even know our own hearts. No one knows our hearts. We are children on God's footstool. Jeremiah said, the heart is deceitful above all things. These New Testament prophets had the duty of revealing the secrets of our own hearts. Hebrews chapter 4:12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and, to, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The prophets also had a duty to exhort comfort and edify the church. Acts chapter 15 verse 32 says and Judas and Silas being prophets also themselves exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. These New Testament prophets were declared by Paul to be sent that all the members of the church might be comforted. 1 Corinthians 14 31 says For ye may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and all may be comforted. And this gives us some idea of the duties of these prophets who who had been selected by the Lord and trained and skilled to help the apostles apostles in their work in revealing the truth. Having prophets, you know, it makes sense in the early years of the church since all the scripture that makes up the Bible wasn't available yet. It makes sense that this type of prophesying would exist in the New Testament church. So the purity of the church could be maintained. Plus, having inspired prophets are an answer to what Jesus promised in John chapter 14, verses 25 and 26, where it says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all all things and bring... your remembrance all things that i said to you in john chapter 16 verses 12 through 15 where it says i still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now however when he the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you things to come he will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you all things that the Father has are mine therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you in Acts chapter 13 verse 1 and 15 32 we see that the these prophets served alongside teachers and local churches to build up believers and at the bidding of the Apostles they did just what Paul hoped that the Corinthians would do, speak divine words to each other, so that the churches of Christ would be established in the gospel of Jesus. In rank, I guess you'd call it rank, and dignity, maybe these prophets belong—they belong right next to the apostles. Paul said. Uh, said, Paul said, Jesus gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 In 1 Corinthians 12:28 Paul said God set some in the church first apostles secondarily prophets thirdly teachers after that miracles then gifts of healings helps governments diversities of tongues when God selected these prophets he did not lay down any special qualifications of age or rank or gender if he had intended to for us to select the prophets, he would have given us the qualifications like he did in the case of the elders, elders and deacons. And Joel called attention to the fact that men and women, young and old people, would be selected to perform these special tasks. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 says, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. God did the selecting. And he selected the sort of people that he wanted. So the New Testament prophets were a group of men especially selected to assist the apostles in revealing and confirming the truth and in giving that truth to us in permanent form. Their job was to give us the truth. Over and over again, the New Testament declares itself to be a perfect and complete (laughs) revelation Now we don't have any other revelations nothing later, no later revelations. any claim that men uh, have something new to reveal as directed by God is a false claim. Anything after this first century church that is that is new that has been revealed is a false claim. There is no continuous revelation. Any group of, of men who claim to give a revelation, later than the Bible. They are false prophets. We have the perfect and complete revelation of God in the Bible. Because we have the Bible, we don't need prophets. We have the full and sufficient word of God. While it might seem biblical to continue the role of prophets today, when we look close at the New Testament, it helps us to see more clearly how the apostles and prophets were there to form the foundation of the church the prophets were temporary just as the apostles were temporary there was a time when god gave the message directly to the to the prophets but a time is coming paul said when this will not be true why not because the truth will already be revealed whether there be knowledge it shall vanish away 1 corinthians chapter 13 verses 8 through 10 says love never fails but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. You now that doesn't mean there will ever be a time when we will not know anything, but the the meaning is that supernatural. The supernatural knowledge would stop. In other words, it would be written and there would be no need to keep revealing it through the apostles and prophets. It will be written down. It's complete. Jesus told his disciples who would write down inspired scripture in John chapter 14, verse 26, It said that the Holy Spirit would guide them into all truth. And 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in and, and righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Or Second Peter chapter one, verses nineteen through twenty-one, which says, "So we have the prophetic word made more sure, to which you will do well to pay attention as a lamp, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns." and the morning star rises in your hearts. But know this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. Both these verses confirm or affirm the very conclusion. Jesus proved himself to be the Son of God, and declared the Bible to be God's words. So the apostles and prophets have relayed to us the very words of God by writing those words down for us to read and understand today.